Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that lets you on the inside of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Young and Evan O'Kelly. Woodworth will get it across the timeline. Good if it goes. He got it! He got it from half court! Woodworth throws it in from half court at the buzzer! And the Vikings win it, 94-91, big bang, boom, the triple shot, 94-91. I hope you were fortunate enough to catch that game on Root Sports on Saturday night. Welcome and thank you for joining us for GNAC Insider, and let me welcome my co-host and producer to the show, Evan O'Kelly. Evan, I know you are sort of en route, uh, moving around, uh, coming back from the GNAC Track and Field Championships, uh, and caught the end of that, did you not? Yeah, we certainly did. We were actually inside SeaTac Airport, um, managed to catch the second half of that game, and um, we're just about to board a flight back to Portland um, when Woodworth hit that shot, and we kind of were watching in a restaurant and all jumped out of our seats uh, and kind of started going crazy there, but it was quite a sight to see. You know, the thing that was amazing about it to me, I mean, not just the fact that it was a very well-played game, really well defended by both teams, went back and forth, but then the plays that led up to that shot. I mean, uh, Western was down by, I think, uh, three, three, uh, a couple of points, uh, made a key uh, interception on an inbound pass, and it was Woodworth who did that, and then got open underneath for a, for a basket. Yeah, it was really the whole sequence that was that's what made it unbelievable because by the time the game was tied, you thought, okay, well, we're definitely going to overtime now. Uh, I can't really believe we're going to overtime, but we are. Um, so it was really, yeah, like you said, the whole sequence that led up to that. And counting centrals, Tripis, uh moved down the court. I don't know what, they took eight seconds or something to get a nice easy basket under the, under the basket. And, and at that point, I don't know uh, when uh, – Western brought the ball in. There couldn't have been more than two seconds left. No, I don't think so. It was kind of one of those things where you say, all right, they're going to inbound it now and just kind of throw up a shot. But uh, we were more concerned we're going to miss overtime because we had to get on our flight. But then we looked up, and <laughs> next thing we knew, the ball was going right through the net, and we couldn't believe it. And for those who didn't have a chance to see it, uh, he took the shot inside the circle, the jump ball circle that you used to start the game, on the far side of it. So it was more than a half-court shot, and it was absolutely a perfect shot. And you know, the other thing that I want to make a point of for people who didn't see the game, Central played a game. They have nothing to hang their heads about. Yeah, you know, and, and on that stage, you know, you're on root sports. The players are well aware uh, these are arch rivals. Ask anyone who the biggest rival is for either of these teams, and they'll respond with the other. It's it's Western Washington, Central Washington. It doesn't get any better than that. Uh, the players were up to the challenge, and you really saw on both sides how well um, those guys represented their schools and the GNAC basketball as a whole. Great athleticism on both teams. And, you know, the interesting thing, too, is uh, here's uh, Woodworth playing in his final home game. And really the first half, I think he had three points. And yet he came alive at the end and in a huge way. Yeah, I think he scored about 10 points or maybe 11 there in the final two minutes. It was just kind of 
um, an incredible run to cap off his senior career and kind of maybe almost meant to be, uh, as fate would have it, he'd be the one to end up with it uh, and just let it go from half court, and sure enough, it just went right through. Well, it's a great reason to watch GNAC basketball and Root Sports, and we've got a couple more games coming up this week. And another game I'm going to tell folks about, uh, Evan, I'm going to say goodbye to you, welcome you to rejoin us here at the end of the show, because you're going to bring a guest on, and I'm going to tell our listeners here what this is all about. At the same time that game was being played, a huge upset in the GNAC in men's basketball. And as I was watching the game, they referred to this uh, final as Montana State Billings men knocked off Number 13 ranked Seattle Pacific, 72 to 70 in overtime in Seattle to snap Seattle Pacific's 11 game winning streak. A terrific win for Montana State Billings men. And welcome to the show now, the coach for Montana State Billings, Jamie Stevens, is with us. Coach, congratulations on that victory and thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hey, thanks for having me. So, for. Uh, Folks who weren't there, I might, it must have been really exciting for your team there on the road to pull out an overtime upset like that. Tell me about, uh, take me through the end of uh, regulation and then the overtime. Well, you know, it was, it was probably more exciting than, than we wanted it to be, to be quite honest with you. you know, <laughs> we played very well the first half, and, and uh, you know, we were fortunate that Seattle Pacific was, was cold, um, and, you know, they, they didn't shoot the ball the way I know they can, but... But we played well, and we actually jumped out and had a 19-point lead there at one point in the second half. And, and we knew they were going to make a run. They're too good a team. And, and uh, so so it was, it, was just, it was mainly just about withstanding that run that they were going to make. And unfortunately, you know, our MVP, our point guard, Caleb Hatcher, fouled out with about six minutes to go. And, and uh, after he fouled out, uh, the wheels came off a little bit. Uh, but I was really proud of the guys. You know, You know, we had a chance losing your point guard with six minutes to go in the game. And, and uh, Seattle Pacific battled back, got it to overtime. And, and we, had a, we had a freshman kid make one free throw to, to send it to overtime. And then that same freshman uh, was the kid that got the put back at the buzzer in overtime. So, so uh, it, it, was, it was great. Not only did we win the game, but I thought uh, we had some guys uh, grow up a little bit. And, and it, it was a great experience and obviously a win we had to have. Well, I know that you weren't thrilled about you know dropping a big lead like that, but once that happened and the overtime started, if I'm a Seattle Pacific fan and I'm sitting there in the stands, I got to be feeling pretty good about the overtime. So you got to be proud yeah. of your guys for pulling it out at the end. Yeah, you know, obviously once they got it into overtime, I think the momentum was definitely on their side because uh, you know we had led the whole game. In fact, our biggest lead was 19, and I think their biggest lead of the game was one point and it came with six seconds to go in regulation. That was the first time they'd led all games. So, so obviously I think they were feeling good about themselves in overtime. I don't know whether it's lucky or not, but we played so many overtime games this year that our guys were used to it. You know, that's, that's now our fourth overtime game in conference alone. We've played, played two double overtime games and, and, uh, and now two overtime games. So four total in conference. So, so our kids, I guess, know how to play late and, and we've uh, learned, uh, you know, how to coach uh, in those late game situations a little bit better this year. But, but uh, it's it's been it's been kind of a crazy year in in regards to the close games and the overtime games that we've played. Let me give you a chance to mention the name of that freshman who made the key free throw to send it into overtime. Well, you know, Mark Matthews, he's a kid out of Arizona, and, and uh, you know, it's interesting that uh, you know he's a red shirt. He's he's really come on of late. We had lost five straight games, and uh, 
and, and it was not looking good about three weeks ago, and, and we made a little change in the starting lineup, actually inserted Mark in. And for whatever reason, you know, our team is, is, is playing better. I'm not saying it's all Mark, obviously, but, but uh, we, have, we, have, we have a little bit better flow. And, and uh, with him in the starting lineup now, we've won four straight. So hopefully that can continue. You've had quite a bit of success in your short time uh, at Billings. How would you compare this to your previous teams? Uh, you mean this year in Billings, or the, the current yeah. team in Billings? Well, yes. I would say that I would say this is a completely different team than we've ever had here in Billings before. You know, the previous two years, um, we were a little bit, we were a lot more athletic, and we really tried to get after people and, and pressure the basketball and force turnovers and get in passing lanes, and and then offensively. You know, we kind of lived and died by the three-pointer. But we really did not have an inside presence. And this year, we have an inside presence. Austin Hudson, who's a, who's a great five-man five post player, um, who's, 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 a, who's offensively is really, really good. And, and uh, we've been able to, to, to use him. And, and defensively, we've, we've kind of backed things off a little bit. We're not out in passing lanes. We're, we're playing more position defense and and, um, you know, a lot of that is because of Austin because he's not a guy that can get out and pressure people and, and get in passing lanes. So so in those regards, you know, we, we are playing an entirely different brand of basketball this year than we have in years past, and and uh, we've had some success with it. So, you know, I, I think that's, that's important as a coach of, of any program. You know, you have to adapt uh, adapt your style to, to what, what kind of players you've had, and I think, uh, you know, our coaching staff, that our players have done a nice job of adapting to help play in this year. You mentioned uh, Caleb Hatcher uh, fouled out there. T- tell me about what he brings to your team. Oh, he's he's going to be a really tough one to, to to replace. You know, he's our MVP. I mean, he is uh, he does everything for us. He's a, he's a coach on the court. Um, you know, he's he's a two year starter now, and and he's just he's just well, he's a special player. You know, his assist to turnover ratios are just unbelievable. Um, last week, actually, before the Seattle Pacific week, you know, he had an unbelievable week when we played Western Washington and Simon Frazier. You know, he double-double both games, and, and, he, and he, he's really started to score a little bit more as well. But, but he's, a, he's a perfect point guard for our system. He, uh, he can affect a game without scoring, um, and that's, that's, a, that's a huge thing for me, and I probably a huge thing for any coaches. You want to coach guys it can have effect on the game without scoring, whether it's rebounding, whether it's guarding people, whether it's just, you know, doing the intangible. So, and that's what Caleb is. So he's, he's just a phenomenal point guard and, and he's going to be sorely missed. Another player I'd like to have you tell our listeners about is uh, Jonathan Meshna. Yeah, Jonathan, uh, interesting story. When I was, uh, you know, four years ago, I was at the junior college as a head coach at Central Wyoming College and, was fortunate to get Jonathan as a freshman there. And um, after that, his freshman year, he had a good, great freshman year for me. I actually got the MSU Billings job after that year. And Jonathan, he transferred, left Central Wyoming, went to another junior college in North Dakota, had a great year. Um, I knew he was probably a Division One player, so we didn't even, you know, we didn't spend a lot of time recruiting him at MSU Billings because we felt like he was probably going to get a D1 look, which he did. He actually had a really good year last year at Maine, um, and he started 22 of 26 games and, and had a nice year, but just didn't like the, didn't like what was going on and wanted to wanted to finish his career, I guess, with a little bit of familiarity. And, and uh, he's coming this year, and, and he's been just he's been great. Obviously, as of late, 
you know, what he does really well is shoot the basketball. But the other night he did a nice job defensively guarding Seattle Pacific, you know, guarding Patrick Simon. He did a nice job there. But but uh, he's, he's got it going shooting the ball right now. The, you know, the Simon Fraser game, he was seven for eight. And in the first half of Seattle Pacific, he was four for four. So he had a little stretch there where he was 11 for 12 from three. And um, so he, he's wow. another kid that's going to be really, really hard to replace. And, and uh, I, I'm glad that he transferred back. And I got another year, another chance to coach him for for another year. Good for you. So I know you're looking ahead this week. You got two big wins. You need to, uh, you know, you, you want to nail down that last uh, playoff spot. Let's talk about your games against NNU and Central Washington. You know, we're just trying to we're trying to kind of do what we've what we've done the last three weeks, which is, you know, we we'd lost five straight there going into Anchorage and. Um, the schedule ahead of us was, was not pretty. At Anchorage, Western Washington at home, Simon Fraser in there, and then at Seattle Pacific. So we knew, you know, we were up against it. And, uh, you know, we basically at that point said, hey, we got six to go. We'll probably need to win five of them. And, and uh, you know, let's go out and do it possession by possession. And that's what they've done so far in this little winning streak. So it's kind of the same the same mantra going in this week. You know, we, we're right now the focus is Northwest Nazarene. We're just – we're focused on that next possession. Basically, we want to go out and win the tip and, and go from there. So, so uh, you know, we, we're trying to get have a good week of practice. Obviously, we leave tomorrow at 6 in the morning and, and head out there. But, uh, you know, we've had a good week of practice. We feel like we're prepared. And, and uh, you know, that's that's all we're thinking about right now. Obviously, you know, I, the coaching staff, we know what we have on Saturday. You know, that could be a, a pivotal game as well. But, but uh, we need to we need to focus in on Northwest Nazarene at this point. They they they've got a great big man and and uh, they they played well last Saturday and got a win. So and they beat us at home already this year. So so we know it's it's uh, it's not going to be easy. We're going to have to play well to to be in the game. I love to hear you talk about breaking things down into small components, possession by possession. And like you say, at one point you're in Anchorage and and facing, uh, you know, the last few games that you've lost and looking ahead at a pretty tough schedule. When you can break it down possession by possession like that, I think it makes the players kind of focus on the moment, you know, which is what you need to do to be successful. Well, yeah, I mean, just if, you, if you're sitting in Anchorage on a five-game losing streak, knowing you have to go at Anchorage, Western Washington at home, you know, Simon Fraser in there and then at Seattle Pacific, you're not feeling real good about yourself. So so we, we didn't put it in those in those terms and, and – uh, you know, all of a sudden, four and eight has become eight and eight, and uh, you know, hopefully, we can continue that. You know, that little streak that we're on—it's not going to be easy, but uh, right now, we're playing as good as we've played all year, and uh, hopefully, we can continue that. I hope you can. Hottest team in the conference. I hope you keep up the momentum, and uh, I know you need to get up early in the morning. So, coach, thanks so much for being with us tonight. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Sure, appreciate your being with us. Speaking of hot, we're going to talk about a team that uh, had uh, some big wins uh, here recently, and that's uh, St. Martin's women's basketball. But before that, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, co- the, the conference tournament, which is coming up at Lacey. So uh, St. Martin's will be the host, and we're going to tell you all about that coming up as our guest will be the athletic director, Bob Grisham of St. Martin's, and we look forward to speaking with him. But right now, let's see what's been happening around the GMAC. In Anchorage, the Alaska Anchorage women's track and field team is celebrating its GNAC Indoor Track and Field Championships team title from last weekend in Nampa. Sophomore Carolyn Anders was named Female Athlete of the Meet after winning the women's septathlon and triple jump 
and she was also named the U.S. TFCCCA National Athlete of the Week this week. In Bellingham, the Western Washington men's track team earned Kojinak Team of the Week honors, along with the Alaska Anchorage women, after winning the GNAC Indoor Championships men's team title last weekend. Junior Alex Denegan was named Male Athlete of the Meet after winning titles in the 60 meters and 200 meters. In Seattle, the Seattle Pacific men's basketball team checked in at number 20 in the latest top 25 poll after falling at home 72-70 to in overtime to Montana State Billings on Saturday. The win kept Montana State Billings in contention for a GNAC tournament berth, and Central Washington and Western Oregon are still alive in the fight for the final spot. In Lacey, preparations are underway for the 2013-14 GNAC Men's and Women's Basketball Championships. The tournament runs March 5th through 8th, and tickets are now available online. For more information on how to purchase tickets and to view all of the Red Lion Players of the Week for the period ending February 23rd, be sure to visit GNACsports.com. Remember, if you don't catch us live, listen to GNAC Insider via podcast over iTunes or at GNACsports.com. We'll be right back with more GNAC Insider. With 10 institutions in five states and one Canadian province, the Great Northwest Athletic Conference has established itself as one of the premier athletic associations in NCAA Division II. In its proud history, 71 GNAC teams have recorded top 10 national finishes, with national titles coming in men's basketball, women's soccer, and men's soccer. Covering one of the largest footprints in the NCAA, GNAC members include University of Alaska Anchorage, University of Alaska Fairbanks, Central Washington University, Montana State University Billings, Northwest Nazarene University, St. Martin's University, Seattle Pacific University, Simon Fraser University, Western Oregon University, and Western Washington University. Speaking of the uh, conference, we've got the conference men's and women's basketball championships coming up, and they're going to be taking place for the third consecutive year in Lacey, home of St. Martin's, and we're very happy to welcome to the program St. Martin's University Athletic Director Bob Grisham. Mr. Grisham, thanks so much for having us, uh, for joining us on the show. Hey, thank you. Glad to be on the show. So you must be excited. I know there's a lot of preparation, and probably for most of us who are just observers and go to the games as fans, we don't realize what it's like to host a conference championship, men's and women's, at the same time. Tell us what that's all about and how, how much work it is for you and your staff. Well, we just had a staff meeting today, and there's a lot of preparation that goes on behind the scenes to make sure everything gets pulled off and it works uh, works out to be a real smooth, efficient run tournament. Uh, we're excited by the fact that we, again, host for the third year in a row. And uh, the one nice thing with our facility is not only do we have, I think, one of the best facilities in our conference, in addition, we have the Marcus Pavilion, and then we also have the Sharmansky Rec Center. So it gives us an opportunity to have teams practice where we're going to play the tournament and also then a, an auxiliary site on campus. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. That's great for the players. So uh, 
Congratulations, by the way, for the women on having uh, your team uh, involved as the host and a participant in the tournament. That must be very exciting. Definitely. We are very excited about that. When we uh, had this opportunity three years ago to host, one of the things I felt real strong about was, uh, one, we had a great facility. We were centrally located. But just to have the opportunity to host and get our teams in the tournament and then be able to have that chance to play three games at home to move on and advance into regionals was a huge advantage for us. And so for us, this is the first time we've had a team in, our women's team in. Uh, they're coming in off a huge win over Montana State Billings, the number one team on the women's side. So I know Coach Healy's excited. The campus is uh, a buzz about the, the game, and we're excited to be able to host and have a team in it. And Lacey's a nice-sized community where I would think the whole the whole city is excited about it. Yeah, we have a nice uh, community following, uh, not only just for our basketball programs, but for the university itself. So the nice thing is, yeah, there's a high level of interest. We'll get good coverage in the local paper. Uh, you know, you, obviously you have uh, the local businesses that get excited about it because you have a lot of teams that are coming in from outside the area. But we have basketball fans, and basketball fans recognize the high-level and competitive play of the GNAC team. So, yes, they're definitely excited about being able to come out and see some great basketball. Well, it has been great quality play for any of us, and it's been nice to watch. I think at least one of the uh, games uh, was uh, televised from Lacey. Now, let's talk about tickets. I'm sure we have listeners. As you said, Lacey's nice and centrally located uh, in the conference. I guess folks, uh, uh, you know, will be coming from uh, – north and south and from east uh, to get to the games. Plenty of hotels in the area. I like to kind of plug Red Lion since they're a host of us, and I know they've got a hotel in Olympia. How would folks buy tickets? Well, right now you can go online to the GNAC website, and you're able to access tickets and uh, purchase them prior uh, to the games. And you can also get on uh, the ticket site through our own website, through St. Martin's Athletics, so you have those two options. And then obviously there's going to be tickets uh, for sale day of the games. Now, give us a little idea about how the games are scheduled. It's interesting to host both the men's and women's championships on three consecutive days, and uh, a fan will have a chance to see both the men and the women, right? Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that's really exciting about the tournament. Um, You know, one of the things I – Again, it's exciting and really neat about the tournament is you'll watch the men's session take place and you've got the women's teams that come and watch. And you have the women's games that are taking place and you'll have the men's teams that come back and watch. So that part of it, I think, uh, it brings a little bit of the camaraderie to the conference, to the tournament. It gives it a nice flair, a nice atmosphere. Uh, The opening night, we have um, the men tip off the first session of games and then the women uh, games are in, after that in the evening, and after that, then it's two games on, two games on, with the championship and the final games being played on Saturday night. Okay, well, I sure appreciate your being with us, uh, Mr. Grisham. Uh, thank you for being on the show. I know you've got a busy week ahead, and you'll do a great job at hosting the uh, the, the tournament, uh, say, 10 days from now. Hey, thank you very much for having me on, and we're definitely looking forward to hosting the tournament. Thank you so much. You're appreciated. I said 10 days. It's really uh, not exactly 10 days, a little bit more than that. But weekend after, after this weekend is when the uh, men's and women's GNAC basketball championships are taking place in Lacey, Washington at Marcus Pavilion. When we come back, we're going to be talking more basketball in uh, the women's coach for St. Martin's, who is going to be our guest as they have nailed down a spot. In the tournament, we're excited to talk about that coming up in just a moment. But right now, 
Let's see what's happening this week in the GNAC. In men's basketball, Simon Fraser and Western Oregon are set to tip off on Root Sports on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific Time in Monmouth. Western Oregon can clinch a postseason berth with a win. In women's basketball, Simon Fraser and Western Washington will meet in the final Root Sports game of the season on Saturday in Bellingham at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. The teams are currently tied for second place in the GNAC standings and have each clinched a spot in the GNAC championships. In baseball, conference play begins this weekend as St. Martin's takes on Northwest Nazarene and Central Washington plays at Western Oregon this weekend. Both series will consist of four games running Friday through Sunday. In softball, preseason play continues this week as five GNAC teams are set for games beginning Wednesday and running through Sunday. In track and field, six teams are back in action this weekend after last weekend's GNAC Indoor Track and Field Championships. Seattle Pacific is set to host four other GNAC teams in the SPU Last Chance Meet on Saturday in Seattle. In women's golf, Three teams spring into action this weekend as Simon Fraser, Western Washington, and St. Martin's are each sent for tournaments in California. And be sure to follow GNAC Sports on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date on all of the latest news, scores, highlights, standings, and more from around the conference. The University of Alaska Fairbanks. People come here from all over the world in search of something extraordinary. What they find is the ultimate true-to-life learning experience, where scientists find a never-ending data pool in every direction, where artists have no want for inspiration, where seekers become scholars, and discoveries are made in the here and now. The possibility of greatness is closer than you think. The University of Alaska Fairbanks, naturally inspiring. Now is the perfect time to enjoy a romantic stay at the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Book a lake tower room with the cozy fireplace and world-class view of Lake Coeur d'Alene. Take advantage of Beverly's renowned wine cellar and five-star dining. Or enjoy the resort's many luxury amenities, including our award-winning spa, indoor pool, and fitness facility. You just can't beat the view from the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Packages start at just $189. To book your getaway, call or visit cdaresort.com. Really, has been the women's basketball coach for 18 seasons, in his 18th season now for St. Martin's. And when we look at the conference and its competitive nature top to bottom, I'll tell you, we had a great example of it over the weekend. Montana State Billings, an 11-game winning streak, and really just was kind of looked like they might be just sailing toward the end of the season. But a huge upset for St. Martin's as they knock off Montana State Billings 69-59 to on Saturday, and in doing so, secured a spot in the championship tournament coach thanks very much for being with us and congratulations on that huge win thank you very much for having me on yeah thanks we, we appreciate that very much so tell me about that game i mean montana state buildings is a tough team montana state buildings is a great team they're extremely well coached i have i have a lot of respect for kevin and what he's done with the program and I think they have the player of the year in bobby knutson uh and and it is a tough matchup for us uh, but we played as complete a game as we possibly could play at uh, both ends of the floor. We, we executed well offensively, and we did a really good job on the defensive end. And I think 
our number one goal was to make them have to work for every shot, and I think we did that. So uh, it was it was a significant accomplishment for my group, for sure. I would think that coming off of a victory like that, Head, I know you've still got a couple of more regular season games, and I want to talk to you about that, but that's got to give your women confidence going into the tournament. Well, I certainly hope so. I, I'm, we've been a little bit up and down all year, especially on the offensive end of the floor, but uh, you know, the kids are nice and relaxed right now. They're very proud of themselves. They're happy with what they did. I think they know now that they can play with anybody. And so, uh, you know, hopefully that, that translates into some uh, competitive situations in the conference tournament. You've got probably the best defensive team in the conference. It seems to me that defense is one thing that doesn't go up and down very much. Defense is one thing you can kind of rely on from game to game. Well, that's certainly what we've banked on for the year. Um, this this group has taken a couple of years to kind of get the system down with this group, but uh, I think they really have a thorough understanding, and uh, we have a lot of depth defensively. So our, our defensive uh, system has really worked out well for us, and I think the kids have totally bought in, and, and that has been a very consistent thing for us. Chelsea Haskey has been a senior leader for your, season, for your team all season. Uh, talk to us about her. You know, Chelsea's an interesting story. She came out of a you know local high school, so I'd been around her for a long time. I'd seen her play for for many years, and um, a lot of people told me not to recruit her because they thought she wasn't ever going to be strong enough. She was very uh, slender when she came out of high school, and and uh, but but she's worked really really hard to get herself stronger. She's now one of the strongest players we've had, um, and and she's kind of the centerpiece for us. She has the most unusual footwork uh, of any post player I've ever been around and is effective with that footwork and consequently has had a brilliant, brilliant career for us. How about um, Megan Wiedemann? You know, Megan Wiedemann uh, it has made a huge difference for us down this, this last uh, six or eight games especially, but it was about Christmas time when things really started to click for Megan. And uh, I think both the, the the positive things about Megan is that she just works really, really hard, um, and she's uh, got a knack for rebounding. I've never seen a kid uh, who just kind of ends up in the right spot at the right time to get rebounds all the time. She's long. She's got long arms. She jumps well, and, and her timing is, is really spectacular. And, and to go along with that, then, she started to score a little bit, and that's been a huge lift for us. Um, and, you know, we've seen this potential in Megan from day one, and it's just been a matter of maturing into the system. And, uh, boy, as a sophomore, for her to step in and really play the way she has uh, bodes well for not only for now but for the future, too. Well, you're strong inside, but you're also strong outside. Talk to us about you've got a couple of great three-point shooters, Angela Gelhar and Brooke Paulson. You know, we we do have some depth there. Angie Gilhar, her sister uh, Jamie, played for me. is probably the greatest shooter I ever coached. And Angie came in with her, her own style. Is probably a little bit better athlete than Jamie. Um, but she can shoot it from very deep. She's not a particularly big player, but uh, she can really put the ball in the basket from, from long range. What makes her tough, though, is that she's very, very quick, and she can take the ball at the basket. So you can't sag. You can't just play the three-point shot. You've got to be able to stop her off the dribble. And so she's made a huge difference for us. And Brooke Paulson, about mid-season, I think, uh, has really started to show um, her offensive skills. But really the key for Brooke has been 
that she's really bought into the defensive part. I think when Brooke came to us, we knew she had some offensive skills, but she really needed to buy into the defensive piece. And, man, she's really made an adjustment over these last, um, this last season. And so really proud of both of those two players. You've got kind of a situation as you uh, wrap up the regular season against two teams that are not going to make the tournament. You already know that you guys are. As I said, congratulations for that. What do you look for now in the games that you have remaining uh, against uh, Northwest Nazarene and Central Washington? Well, I think these next two games are very, very important for us in order to maintain some momentum towards the conference tournament. I don't want us to sit back and think that uh, Saturday night was the pinnacle. Uh, I want us to continue to grow, and so we're trying to take each day uh, one at a time and you know, we tried to make practice today just like for any other practice on the Tuesday and, and uh, uh, really try to uh, get ourselves to advance a little bit as a team. I don't think we can just sit back and, and completely relax and, and take a chance on losing ball games. So we're trying to approach them very seriously, and, and uh, I think the kids are, are game for trying to really go out and win a couple of ball games this week. Now, when Bob Grisham was with us just a minute ago, your athletic director, he was talking about the fact that one of the reasons he wanted to have the championship, uh, the conference championship there in Lacey, is so that your team have a home court advantage. You've got it now. What does that feel like? How important will that be? Well, I think it's huge. Uh, you know, I, I think it's huge. We've we've only lost two games at home all year. We've won more than ten, so obviously that's a huge advantage for us. And we've beaten some good teams at home. We beat, you know, Montana State Billings and Simon Fraser both at home. So it, it definitely helps us. We think that the Pavilion's a, a, a little bit of a more difficult place to play than some of the facilities because of the the arena type feel and the open ends uh, where you have where you shoot. So, you know, it feels great to have some sort of advantage. And I, I, the biggest thing is I'm just really happy for the institution and for my kids to get a chance to, uh, to, show, you know, to be showcased in, in the tournament that's hosted right in our own facility. Coach, I wish you the very best of luck in these final two regular season games and as tournament host. We thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Tim Healy, the St. Martin's head basketball coach with us here on GNAC Insider. I'm always impressed by the coaches in this conference, great coaches who really have their priorities in order. And, uh, and, and it's about developing the kids, and you can just sense it when you talk to them. And uh, I want to bring Evan O'Kelly back to the show. Evan, I'll tell you, this is such an exciting time for basketball fans. There are still, uh, on the women's side, you know, things are pretty much settled, but the men's side, not so. Yeah, that's right. Um, on the women's side, uh, all six teams have clinched uh, postseason berths, but uh, much of the seeding is still to be determined uh, based on these last two games uh, coming up this weekend. And then on the men's side, um, we have four teams that have clinched um, po- postseason berths, but uh, we have a three-team battle there for the last two spots, and um, it's really looking like this last weekend is going to be uh, a really good one. So take us through, let's talk about the men's basketball race first as they try to nail down the last of those uh, spots. Uh, what are really the key matchups as that takes place? 
Well, uh, starting tomorrow, Western Oregon will face Simon Fraser on uh, Root Sports. That's our uh, one of two GNAC games of the week. Actually, for this week, we have two Root Sports, so uh, a nice treat there. But if Western Oregon wins tomorrow or on Saturday um, in their game against Western Washington, they would clinch um, the fifth seed there in the on the men's side so they can win they have the easiest path they just win one game and they're in the other two teams in contention are uh montana state billings the hottest team on the men's side and then central washington um i think both of those teams have something to prove you know uh billings just came off that huge overtime win over spu showing they can they feel like they can play with anyone and then central um just it's really game time for them they just have their hearts broken and in Bellingham, and they're really going to try and step up and get that last seed here. And they're not going to sit down. I can tell you by watching that game on Saturday night, that is one competitive team, that Central Washington team. They're not going to lay down for anybody. So that's very exciting. Now, we've got a lot going on with basketball. The the, the tournament coming up, as I said, it's weekend after this coming weekend. Uh, And it sounds, uh, hearing from Mr. Grisham, they're all set for it. It's uh, Wednesday, March 5th, I say weekend, 5th, 6th, with a championship game on uh, Saturday the 8th. So, uh, and I'm sorry, the uh, basketball also on the 7th. So it's really from Wednesday through Saturday for the championship week in Lacey. And I know you at the conference and everybody else there at the conference office making plans, very excited about the tournament. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're heading up there um, early on Tuesday next week, going to get all uh, set up and ready to go. And then, yeah, like you said, Wednesday, um, we tip off with the the men's games there at uh, noon and 2.15. And then the women, will, the quarterfinals on the women's side will be right after that, 5.15, 7.30. Uh, the men will have a pretty quick turnaround. Those semifinals will be on Thursday, while the women will have a day off. And the women's semifinals will be on Friday evening uh, before championship Saturday. Um, we'll have the men's game at 5.15 and then the women's championship match at uh, 7.30 there. Well, that'll be so exciting. And I, I know that we already mentioned it once, but tickets are available uh, at the conference website. Yes, they are. Uh, GNACsports.com. You can find all your information uh, on the tournaments, including how to purchase tickets online there. And uh, like Bob Grisham said, they will also be available at the door. We're kind of turning the season around. We've got basketball coming to an end. And baseball, I know everybody's been playing, but we actually have the opening of conference play coming up. Yep, conference baseball kicking off uh, this weekend. we got Western Oregon and Central Washington. They'll be playing actually in uh, Monmouth this weekend. Um, they'll be kicking off their season. And then uh, St. Martin's will be hosting uh, Northwest Nazarene uh, this weekend as well. One more plug for the two games this week on Root Sports. Yep. So like I said, on Wednesday, it'll be Simon Fraser men uh, at Western Oregon. And then Saturday, we'll close off our eight-game Root Sports series as the Simon Fraser women take on uh, Western Washington in Bellingham. That one's at 3 p.m. Pacific on Saturday. That should be a good one. Those two teams are tied for second place right now on the women's side. Um, you know, they both wrapped up spots, but certainly that'll be a big game as it could have um, first round by implications, uh, depending on what else happens this weekend. And they've had such great games on Root Sports this year. I mean, that one that we started the show with tonight was an unbelievable game. And, you know, everybody I heard talking about it, Harshman, and, and, and I mean, you know, Harshman's seen a lot of basketball games. I don't know that I've ever seen an end like that. That was just an amazing game. 
Yeah, it was crazy. We were shifting back and forth. We were watching that and keeping tabs on the the Billings game in Seattle, watching that one go to overtime. So, yeah, like you said, we've really uh, lucked out with the games we've had on Root Sports this season. Okay, Evan. Hey, thank you so much for all the work lining up great guests again on tonight's show. And I I think we're going to have a special show coming up next week on the Tuesday night that we're getting ready for the tournament, right? That's right. We'll have a GNAC special live from Marcus Pavilion in Lacey, Washington. Uh, GNAC basketball special next week at 7 p.m. on Tuesday. I hope you'll join us then. And thanks so much for being with us tonight on GNAC Insider. Thank you for joining us on GNAC Insider, the weekly update on the student-athletes, coaches, and events of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Catch us live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific at blogtalkradio.com slash Insider, or listen at your convenience throughout the week at GNACsports.com or subscribe to the podcast over iTunes. GNAC Insider is a production of Soundbrook, creating revenue streams with digital audio.